Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode one, the very first real episode of Too Real. We are your hosts, Patty Nunez. And Allie J. Griggs. How are you doing, Allie? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> we were off to a very rough start today, everyone. Uh, we could not figure out technology for the life of ours. Right, Allie? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's mostly on me. I'm not very, I thought I was tech savvy, but obviously. No, it was not just you. We were <laughs> having like issues on our end. So yeah, it was a hot mess trying to get this episode going. But alas, we're here. Episode one, finally, the real, the first real episode. <laughs> the last ones were just intros. And although, although this is the first episode, um, it's not going to be a normal episode because our future episodes won't necessarily be like this one um because today we are reviewing uh a live shadow acting performance of a movie right does that does that make sense to you Ali? yes <laughs> it's, it's a famous like? cult classic movie that we're going to be reviewing today if anyone can guess what it is drum roll <laughs> it's going to be the rocky horror picture show ah! okay <laughs> so <laughs> Um, a few, I mean, everyone, I think for the most part, a lot of people have seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's not very, I mean, I guess there's a lot of people that also haven't seen it, right? I mean, I don't know about you, Alicia. I don't really know anyone else that's actually seen it, but I mean, I feel like everyone knows about it. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think a lot of people have seen it, but then if they haven't seen it, you've at least heard of it because um just uh it's well known yes it's a very well known movie and um i think i told you this last time but uh yeah it was actually my first time seeing it um this past week when we saw it together um i had never seen the movie before so to see it with the live uh shadow actors that was an experience altogether um but we'll get into that later I thought we would start off with a few facts about the movie. Um, uh, I'll just start, I guess, uh, we all know that, uh, well, the stars Tim Curry as Dr. Franklin Furnham. Um, we have uh, Susan Sarandon as Janet, Barry Boswick as Brad, Patricia Quinn as Magenta, and Little Nell, is that right, Alicia? Little Nell as Oh, uh-huh, Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's the original musical uh, play and music lyrics are by Richard O'Brien and the screenplay was by uh, Jim Sherman and Richard O'Brien. Uh, the general U.S. release date for the Rocky Horror Picture Show was actually September 29, 1975. And well, Ellie J and I actually took to, thanks to a couple of uh, friends from work, I'm shouting out one in particular right now, Mr. Moon. You know who you are, Boo. Thanks for inviting us. <laughs> uh, yeah, he actually invited us to go to the show. And, um, well, yeah, uh, it was technically the best way to describe it, I guess, was we were watching a movie in the background, but there were actors on stage acting out every bit of the movie, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It's kind of like um, you're watching a movie, but then yet you're watching a play at the same time. It's almost like if you were to go to a play and then they're playing the movie of that play in the background type thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, it was very much like that. And to add to that, uh, well, I guess what differentiates this 
performance to an actual play or I guess one of the things that makes it stand out the most is that there's uh well this whole event is big on audience participation uh Ali J can attest to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> no <laughs> they, they definitely want you to participate they make that very clear um and it's actually kind of weird when no one is participating because it just kind of helps it the show flow yes um so basically when we're when you're just to give anyone that hasn't been to the Rocky Horror Picture Show at least like a live shadow acting performance, um, how it goes is basically you have, uh, well, you know, as soon as someone gets on stage, like they advise everyone that they, in order for us to all have a good time, we all kind of need to participate. We all need to make sure if they tell you to do something, you do it. Um, they just ask you not to touch the actors which makes a lot of sense <laughs> um they shouldn't but they can touch you right yeah but they can touch you <laughs> <laughs> uh, and well um yeah so since the beginning like when alicia and i were kind of trying to find out like what this was about because the live shadow thing you'd seen the movie before right alicia yes i've seen it several times what was your first like impression when you saw the movie the first time you saw it i would say it was very shocking just because especially during that time um a lot of the thing it was very sexually influenced and had a lot of sexuality in it. So I think during that time it was a big shock factor. And then even now today, I would say that it's um, it's still pretty shocking and still um, ahead of its time as far as exploring sexuality in a way that makes people feel comfortable. And it's not like oh we're doing this just for the sexuality. It's more than just that. It's also a comedy and it's also just a a fun movie yes we well, yeah. i mean the movie in itself like um that's how it struck me like this movie does not take itself seriously and i don't think anyone's supposed to take it seriously which is why i think um it thrives on i think it thrives on that on the fact that we know it's a dumb movie but it's hilarious and it somehow it works and well when we were trying to find out what we were getting ourselves into um of course like the theater had announced that they were selling prop bags so i was immediately intrigued i was like okay prop bags for what the fuck you know <laughs> and um they had asked us to bring or to bring or we can buy there at the theater and you could bring playing cards bells flashlights confetti toilet paper toast and latex gloves am i forgetting anything no, I, that's that's everything. That's it, right? <laughs> so we, oh, like, like, yeah, like what the fuck am I gonna do with toast and and latex gloves? Like, why the fuck would I need two of them? But <laughs> you, oh, and newspaper. I forgot the newspaper. Yeah, so we had newspaper too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the flashlights. Yes, I don't remember. Yeah, the flashlights too. So, um, we, I had jumped online because I can't be fucking surprised ever, and I had to find out like what the fuck, like why is this common is this a common thing and sure enough it is very much a rocky horror picture show ritual like people bring all of these props people yell shit at the stage people yell shit at the audience at the movie everybody's fucking talking over each other which if you have not seen the movie for the first time i do not recommend this experience as your first experience with the rocky horror picture show because they won't fucking make any sense (laughs) i mean elite yeah like what what, (laughs) like one of the things we had read about was um you know, that there is a lot of audience participation. Like, it's very much encouraged for people to, like, heckle the actors and yell shit at them and, you know, kind of 
try to, well, not to get a reaction necessarily, right? I mean, I think the only people that they expect to get a reaction from are, like, the audience themselves, right? Because, I mean, I don't think the actors don't give a shit. No, no. I mean, if you, they want you to do that, they want you to participate because it just makes the show that much more interesting. Um, so, I mean, the whole point is to to get us to participate. So if you're quiet and you're not saying anything, it's not going to be as fun of a show as people that are uh, participating. And one of the guys in the audience definitely took that very seriously. <laughs> he, took, he took this guy behind us. He was a couple row behind us. He, and I mean this in the most respectful way, but he would not shut the fuck up. Like, he was just yelling shit the entire time. So, I mean, again, this is why I mentioned like, as a first-timer, I was kind of trying to follow along with the movie. I mean, I had a general idea of what it was about, but I was trying to follow along with the film, and it was kind of hard because I couldn't really hear some certain things, you know? So, that's the only thing I was uh, not necessarily bothered by, but it was just one of those things where if I would have seen the movie before, I wouldn't have cared too much because I know, um, like I did read, like I was forewarned and I, I knew that that was going to happen, but I still fucking went anyways. And um, yeah, so I'll have Ali, like, uh, I think you had some interesting points on the casting uh, because the live acting that we went to the, the actors were uh, a little bit off, or the casting was a little bit off, um, and uh, I'll have Alicia explain why. So, Maybe tell them. <laughs> <laughs> With this the cast that um, they chose, and this is a Crazed Imaginations, that's the name of the, the cast. They're based in San Diego, and so they do have a diverse cast, but um, for this particular um, night, they chose pretty much all women. I would say the cast was 90% women. And I thought that was an interesting choice. It was cool that it was different. But to me, I seeing the movie several times, it kind of threw me off just because I have like a certain perception or a certain like expectation of what the, what it was going to be like. And even though they all did a phenomenal job, it's just, it, I don't think it had the same impact as a movie just because um, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but Again, there's a lot of blatant. It's too late to ruin it for them. It was out in 1975. Yeah. They could catch right. the fuck up. <laughs> a lot of um, things about sexuality, bisexuality, and people exploring themselves. And I don't think you get much of that when all the all the cast is women, um, especially between Doctor Frankenfurter and uh, Brad. And the other guy, yeah. the one that he, yeah, I, I, I have to agree with that too. At first, I did not see, uh, your point in that until I was watching. Well, in retrospect, when I was going back, I was like, there was so much chemistry on screen between the two men, and um, you just didn't really get that when one of them was playing a woman and one of them was playing. Actually, they were both women, right? Yeah. Oh exactly. no, but Brad and and Brad was, yeah, yeah, was the Brad man. was a man. So yeah, you're right. Like that we didn't get a lot of that chemistry that we were seeing on screen. It wasn't very much reflected um with the actors, which like the the live actors, which I, I do I do see that. I know that um uh, in the on their Instagram, uh what what did you say they were called in Crazed Imaginations? Crazy Imaginations. Yeah, Crazy Imaginations Instagram. They noted that due to the political climate, they felt it was appropriate to cast a lot of women in the show, which, you know, normally I think 
I think it's pretty fair to say, Alicia, right? Like that we're both for that. <laughs> we're usually Definitely. pretty on board with that. But for this particular case, because I think so much of the movie drives on the chemistry between these two men, actually a trio of men, it it, it did throw off a lot of um what you saw on stage than what you saw on screen. And Given that this movie is, uh, I think, still lives on because of these live performances that go on, I, I think that was important to uh, to show on stage, or I think it's something that they should consider with the casting. I agree with that. I, I For me, I do like when people take creative liberties, like with the new movies, how um, the comic books and things, they imagined a man for the part, but now it's being played by a woman or vice versa, or it was a white male and now it's a black male, things like that. I think that's all great. But for this particular movie, because it's so sexually based, I think you lose a lot of that um, authenticity with it being all women. For example, um, one of the things that really stood out to me was the monster, um, when the, the monster he created. I mean, he was known for being big and buff and manly. And I'm not saying that women can't take that part on, but before they even revealed who the monster was, I said right away, that's a woman. I could tell by her hands that it was <laughs> yeah. a woman. She was <laughs> like, it's going to be a woman. And it was, and it just, I mean, it just didn't have that same wow factor, especially with the the different relationships, the love triangles and the love squares. When all women, it's you don't get that same dynamic. I, I was going to yeah. say, and not only that, but I don't think she took on the role as a man very much. Um, it wasn't very ambitious, I think. Like, I think she also took her liberties being, you know, feminine. And, and, you know, not that there's anything wrong with this, but like we've said before, this movie does drive itself on this, um, you know, the fact that these actors and these uh, characters are men and that, you know, that, that was what shook everybody to begin with. Why this movie has had, uh, well, not just the U.S., because this started in the U.K., right, Alicia? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to us, it felt like, yeah, maybe that shouldn't have, <laughs> like, they should have recasted that. But other than that, I mean, we were discussing this last time. Um, There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of diversity within the casting. Other than it being women, there was a lot of people of color. And it was a very body positive uh casting right girl like there was yeah that was amazing to me like um I was saying Susan Sarandon if you've seen the movie or she was tiny she was a size zero um and in the movie they really played off on her being like this little petite person uh but the person who played her in the shadow cast was more curvaceous and it was really cool because you still got the same effect of her being confident and her being beautiful and it just kind of showed that they're not gonna just uh put you in that role because you look like Susan Sarandon, they picked someone who embodied her and who had the same confidence. And it was great to just see um, the different people, the lady who played the maid and her as well, um, just being really confident in who they were. And then even with Dr. Frankenfurter, um, the woman that played her was beautiful. And it was cool to see just how confident they were. I mean, their, no one's body was perfect, but they were they still exuded confidence and it just made you, I mean, I walked out of the, there thinking, okay, I'm cute. Like I can, I can rock it and I got yeah. this. <laughs> you were cute. Shut up. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. They were all of the ladies. They were lovely. It, it was, that was our only, um, I guess, 
our only complaint was that maybe there should have been different casting but other than that like these were like beautiful women that like as Alicia was saying um they exuded confidence and they played the roles with grace like I really liked like Janet's character she was amazing that girl and she was nothing like Janet from the actual movie but she was beautiful and she like laid I mean a lot of the times these actors were running around in lingerie I mean if you've seen the movie you'd know that there's um it's a very cheeky movie <laughs> and <Literally. a> lot, <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> and uh well yeah there's a lot of the times these actors are running around in stilettos and fishnets and uh corsets and you know tiny little um uh what are the dang I can't even think of the word like these tiny pajamas <laughs> and it's oh, like yeah, yeah it's girl, it's girl. Rain. uh I forgot about the other thing I don't wear enough entree to for the yeah, me either, girl <laughs> who you tell it yeah. Well, yeah I mean uh, so I mean that in itself what's like you would think like, belts. that's what it is right oh yeah 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 uh yeah so I mean um, it was just nice to see. It was very refreshing to see a bunch of women that didn't meet. And I mean, like, I don't think anyone in the audience was displeased by this. Like, everyone still sounded like they were having a grand old fucking time. Like, people were yelling at them. People were, you know, um, it it was, I mean, in that aspect, I had so much fun. As a participant, it was a lot of fucking fun. And um, I think we should talk about the whole virgin thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so just to give everybody... So I guess if it's your first time going to see a live Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, you're considered a virgin. And uh, they... (laughs) At the beginning of of this performance, they have this whole ritual or kind of like a ceremony (laughs) where they want to pop everyone's cherry, as they call it, because... um, yeah, so they have this whole diversionizing. Yeah, <laughs> and the whole point is, I guess you know, um, how would I, I don't even know what the whole point of it is. I mean, honestly, it's just fucking funny to watch. But I mean, yeah, they have you go through this whole thing, and like they had a couple of people on stage and stuff. And um, do you want to talk about that, or do you, should I talk about that? Because honestly, um. <laughs> it's kind of fucking weird. But um, well, we'll just tell them. I mean, so when you're brought on. I mean, they have everyone raise their hands, you know, whoever's a virgin, they have to stay sitting up, you know, you're putting your right hand across your, or on your heart or whatever, and they have you go through this whole swearing in process where, you know, you swear to be bad, (laughs) and you swear (laughs) that you're, you know, you're going to have a good time or whatnot. And you're going to listen to them and let them dominate you, and you do what the the mistress says. Yes. (laughs) And... (laughs) In the beginning, I guess they pulled a couple of people from the audience and they had them go on stage. And I guess this is part of the divergenizing ritual, right? Like that is that what I'm wondering is if if there's any list anyone listening out there, because this is my first time seeing a live showing and this is your time your first time too, right, Alicia? Yeah, we were definitely virgins going. Yeah, we were yeah, we were definitely virgins. So I wanna know if this is a thing that happens at every fucking show um this particular ritual because that was fucking weird (laughs) but it was hilarious but weird and um, it was a way for them to just get the audience everyone comfortable with each other because when you're going there you're probably you're seeing people in lingerie and some people might it might have taken some people out of their comfort zone and made them uncomfortable so I think um getting a few people up there and seeing your peers who are not a part of the cast kind of like not embarrass themselves but vulnerable, um, be vulnerable. yeah being vulnerable kind of 
made you feel like, okay, if they could do it, then I can participate and yell at the movie and do the things they're asking me to if right. these people have the courage to go up there and That's be so open. Yeah, yeah. And what, what I'm wondering is if it if everyone is that specific one because this one they had a couple of people go on stage there was like a middle-aged man an older woman and like a girl maybe in her 20s maybe early 20s and they had them go all on stage and they asked everyone what their father's name were <laughs> and after everyone answered I think like the girl said George like the dude said Frank and like the ma- the older lady said I can't remember what the older she lady said George said. too she said George oh yeah that's right yeah she said that's George, like, were they brother and sister or what I have <laughs> fucking no clue but they asked them then oh you could go ahead Alicia oh I so they asked I'm them <laughs> <laughs> I love to talk about sex so this is no problem for me I'm just kidding but no I'm not uh so yeah they asked them to um do their best impression of uh a climax or an orgasm while <laughs> saying their father's name which was disturbing to all to say the least i mean originally like some everyone started laughing because i don't think any well maybe who knows i didn't fucking think they were gonna do it the dude was like he was like shaking his head saying oh i'm not doing this but he ended up getting all on the ground and doing shit that i wish i couldn't see man frankly but he they did it and it was hilarious and that was that that was <laughs> the end of the competition because the first the young girl went first and she did such a good job that when it came to the the gentleman which was he was next he said he wasn't going to do it but then I guess he saw the reaction from the audience and how excited everyone got he's like okay I'm not going to be outdone so then of course he go, he goes and he just like he kills the show as well. Yeah, and then so did, what, did the old lady. Why can't we remember anything about this woman? I seriously no, can't this lady, remember she what she dressed did. as a maid. Um, oh, yeah. She kind of. The other two were funny, and they. But to be honest with the woman, she made me uncomfortable because then she started in, involving the first girl and started looking at her, and then she had like the first girl come over and start touching her. Oh yeah, like, that was weird. I That's like, right. This is a private bedroom scene that. Yeah. You probably blocked it from your memory because it was so scarring as I far as, like, your father, and then you bring in this random girl, and she's younger than you, so it's just, like, uh, what kind of menage a trois things are we doing? I'm, like, this is almost, like, it made you feel like you were behind the bedroom being a creeper when someone's <laughs> having yeah. sex. And it was kind of, like, leave. But this was all on stage, everyone, which, to me, was very, it was very shocking. I felt, like... I don't know, fucking Americans when the Beatles first got no, when Elvis first started singing and moving his pelvis around. I mean, I was just what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's but, pretty risque, but I think it was yeah. good. It kind of gives you. Um, I guess they did that so that you're not as shocked when you see the movie, especially if you hadn't seen it before, because it's like, okay, now what can be more shocking than that? So then, when you see the movie, you feel a little bit more comfortable. And I don't know. I just kind of, I think it kind of put everyone in a way to let down their guard and just be uh, prepared for anything. I think that was true. Yeah, that was, I mean, the movie itself, to be honest with you, I didn't find that. I mean, maybe for the seventies because shit was fucking crazy in the seventies. But I mean, like to me, it was a very like outrageous or anything, you know, like I felt like it was, I mean, in 2018, I think that movie wouldn't have been that much of a shocker. Like it would have been like, Oh, just another day out in the world <laughs> but um for this particular for i guess for its time i can see why a lot of people were fucking shook you know but yeah i thought uh so yeah they basically after this divergentizing uh ritual 
they start the movie or they actually give you a few instructions right about yeah, they have some ground rules uh, about and, yeah about what you need to do during the rules yeah yes so they like they kind of discuss this with you they run this with you they tell you every time you see jan janet you call her, a, you yell out slut, and people were fucking into this, by the way. Uh, every time you see Brad, you call, you call him an asshole. So, yes, every time anyone said those names, people were yelling it out, like, asshole, slut. Yeah, they, and, I mean, people really got into it, I guess, because you can't yes. really call people asshole and slut at your job or people walking down the street. So it's like, this is a chance for you to, to yell and scream and insult people, and it's actually applauded. They want you to do it. Right. So they, like, bring you yeah they fucking tell you to do that and then you know they kind of just give you a few ground rules for the for the props because i'm assuming people don't know how to fucking i mean there's liquor involved i'm pretty sure people do not know how to fucking act with a bunch of fucking props but i mean they tell you to throw up not forward not backward not at the ground throw up i mean you could throw i guess the toilet paper people had no problem throwing on stage or the toast huh Everyone threw the right. toast on stage, which was what's actually the one thing we forgot. Well, it was actually my responsibility, and I fucking forgot it like a dumbass. But that was right, the one, that was the one thing, and I kind of really wanted to throw that fucking toast on on the at the stage or at the actors, and I didn't get to do that. I got to do everything else, though, right? I the, think, yeah, I think you made a good point. the The fact that it's so audience involved, and you have the props, I think that's what makes people really get into it. Like you, like Patty said. Um, we didn't have the toast, but we had everything else. So you're kind of like anxious waiting. When can I use this prop? What is this prop for? So it kind of gets you more invested. And then just not being able to throw the toast. It's like, okay, now we got to come back next year because we definitely got to throw the toast. So it, it really gets um, everyone participating. And then I feel like people that are maybe more introverted, um, which I am, um, it kind of got me out of my shell and just got me comfortable because it's like, you're not the only person doing it. Everyone else is doing it. So it's almost like, the op- uh, not peer pressure but it's like almost the opposite you're the, you look weird if you're not participating right it's like why look at this fucking loser just came all the way over here to do fucking nothing so yeah i i agree it definitely encourages you to participate which i really enjoyed and well yeah if you're thinking about going to see a live showing i'd recommend it i think it's an experience that I think any, I think everyone should do it. I mean, just at least once, just to know what it's fucking like. I mean, if you know anything about pop culture, if you care anything at all about pop culture, it's just a fun little thing to do. And like, one thing else, yeah, one thing else I would uh, include is um, not only were the cast phenomenal as far as uh, portraying the people from this movie, but the people in the audience, it was cool to see their personalities because a lot of people dressed up as well and they dressed up as their favorite character. So it was cool to see everyone's personality um, through the the clothes they chose to wear. And it just kind of made you feel more in the mood as far as getting into the vibe because mostly everyone in the audience was dressed up. So um, I, I just think it made that experience that much greater. And I think it's cool because even if you, some people go every year, it's each time you go, it's going to be a different vibe because it depends on who's in the audience. So I think that's what's cool you're never going to have the same experience twice because the That's audience true, because really, people yeah. yell out different shit too it's almost like they're fucking like they're trying to make memes on the spot that's what it reminded me of because i mean people are yelling stuff out that's that go with the movie but kind of just making fun of it or whatever the fuck they're doing in the movie and it's true like every time you go you're probably going to get different people so it'll be a different experience altogether 
and I do I, I really did also enjoy all the people watching because it's true a lot of the, you see these people and I was like they're trying to unwind like some of these people were like a lot older than us and you know they were showing up in fishnets and booty shorts and I, I was living I was I was like yes all of these old people they were having a good motherfucking time and I I appreciated that <laughs> I sound ageist or anything right no 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 I definitely get that because it's like man if they could do it then what's my excuse? Like, I have, yeah. I have no excuse. And then um, I just think it was good as far as um, people letting loose. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of these people, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, they're buttoned up in a suit. They might be very, con- like, conservative. But it was cool because it's like, no matter what walk of life you were from, you saw people of different ages, different um, backgrounds, different walks of life. And we were all together for that one common thing which is cool because it's like, you don't know who they are outside of this, but we all got together. And I think it's a chance for people who are normally maybe more guarded to, to open up and it was cool. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah, you're right. There was, that was another nice thing to see that I, when I walked in, I wasn't really sure what kind of like age group I was going to, uh, see if I was gonna see a majority but I want to say it was pretty even there was a lot of young people and there was a lot of older people a lot of middle-aged people um I guess this movie like I said as and it was kind of it is cool to see how um it's impacted you know different generations and it continues to impact different generations as people still get together I mean that theater was sold out entirely I mean I don't think there was any empty seats and again like this movie was I mean in the U.S. this movie was released in 1975 I mean that's years ago and still it's still gathering people together around the same time mind you because I never understood I I still don't understand actually why it's uh why it shows around Halloween because it's not a horror movie at all um so I don't know but if you do know send us uh dm on instagram and let us know i think you're right about what i mean it came out originally in september um so now i think they're starting to show it around that time so i think you were right before we were talking and you said that it might be related to the original release date oh okay yeah well i guess i did say that (laughs) but um yeah uh i i don't know to me it's frankenstein right i mean that's kind of it's not scary but frankenstein when i think of frankenstein i think about halloween too so right. I think that could be a good point. But but how I mean we do kind of relate Frankenstein to uh um to Halloween because he's a monster technically. Right, exactly. And that was I, I mean, I don't know that these characters are very monstrous. I mean, for the most part they're funny, they're charismatic. I mean He was a sex like, monster, I think, more than yeah. a scary monster. <laughs> yeah. He was a monster of love and things like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I mean Dr. Frankenfurter was in fact a very uh he was a very colorful and charismatic character, to say the least. Everyone in that movie was, except fucking Janet and Brad. <laughs> but then it was cool to see the development because they started yes. off um, straight-laced and very uptight. And then throughout oh, the movie, boring. you to see them develop and shed their skin and show who they really are. Right. It's like they let their hair down. You're right. You're right. Because... Yeah, Brad was fucking boring as hell, and uh, so was Janet. And they do make a turn for the better, which I you're right. That was very interesting to see. I I, I appreciated the character development in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that about wraps it up. Thank you. I would for say, uh, well, 
um, last thing is we would definitely recommend you see it. Like if you're wanting to know our opinion on it and if it's something you would, we would recommend doing. Um, it's a great, it's like one of those things on the bucket list that you have to try at least once. And I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for both of us here um, that we're going to try to go uh, next year as yes. well. Agreed. I completely agree. I um, definitely think just for the fuck of it, you should just go check it out just because again, it's an experience. It's not so much about seeing a show, even if you've already seen the movie. Um, I think checking it out live is definitely uh, something it- I mean, if you enjoyed the movie, you'll probably enjoy this too. I don't think it's a bad idea to go check it out. Only bad idea is I do suggest if you haven't seen it, do not go see it. Um, just uh, like don't go see it for the first time with a live uh, shadow cast. Instead, watch it at home, digest this, and then go see it. I think you'll enjoy your experience a lot more that way. I agree with that because um, the shadow cast and the audience can sometimes be distracting. So when you're trying to focus on the movie, if you don't know what's going on, you won't get the, the gist of it. But seeing it at home first and understanding what it's about, it'll give you a much better experience. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, that's all I have to say about this. Ali, do you have anything else? Nope. That's, that's it. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our very first episode. Um, just some quick notes before we take off. Uh, we are planning on uploading or releasing an episode every Thursday going forward. We'll let you know if anything changes. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, and that's underscore T-O-O-R-E-E-L underscore to real. And um, yeah, if, for any updates or news, uh, hit us up there. If you want to recommend us to any of your friends or family that you think might enjoy uh, listening to some bitches that don't know anything really about movies, talk about fucking movies, uh, recommend us to your friends and family. We're on most uh, major uh, streaming services. I think we're officially, which one did you just say that we were on, Alicia? The newest one? We were on, the newest one is actually, let's see. Well, we're on Spotify. What what did you say? We're on Spotify, uh, CastBox, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and also... Pocket Cast and let's see Radio Republic and Breaker. So those are the seven that we're on as of now. Sweet. Okay. So yeah, um, you can check us out on any of those episodes or any of those episodes, any of those streaming services too. If you don't want to listen to us on Anchor, um, and that's it for now, guys. Like I said, follow us on Instagram. Slide in our DMs if you have any. If we misspoke on anything, if you just want to say hello, uh, slide in, slide on in on those DMs. Bye. Bye.